It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, uh, where we connect the dots between our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual selves. And since March of this year, we've all been living in a COVID-19 world where the physical health of everyone has been front and center, so to speak. Uh, My website, where the shows are all archived, is www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And if you go there, you're going to see a link to Boomers Forever Young, which is a world-class, I think, nutritional company. Uh, that helps us all stay healthy. And one of their most important products is something called Gladiator Barley, which assists in reducing the inflammation that we all have in our bodies uh, just because of time. You know, we're we're rusting kind of from the inside out, unfortunately. And so to keep that inflammation down, you can use the Gladiator Barley. And if you do keep your inflammation down, then there's a very good chance that you're going to be able to fight off any kind of disease, including COVID-19 or whatever else might be approaching us in 2021. Um, So click on the banner and you can go into their website. If you decide to order any of their products, if you use my name, L-U-C-Y, in the promo code, you're going to get $5 off of each and every order. And so, you know, it all helps, I think. Um, The Gladiator Barley is gluten-free for those that think that they can't use uh, grains. And um, you're going to rebuild muscle as well as reduce inflammation. And I think you'll find that you'll be able to perform as a gladiator uh, back in the day, both every day and every evening. So uh, again, welcome to the Synergy Connection Show where we connect these dots between our physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental selves. And I have with me as a returning guest, Julie Brannan, and she's a trained master herbalist. Uh, She is able to formulate, and she was the founder of Bailey's Natural Herbal Apothecary, which is in downtown Safety Harbor. And that is the most charming little village. Um, It's one of uh, several that we have in the area, but I absolutely adore Safety Harbor. So welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be with you again, Lucy. Thank you. Um, let's see, you've um, been there for more than two decades? For Actually, 20 years? in this particular location for 15 years. I had a store in uh, South Carolina for a number of years before I came back to Florida. Okay. And, and wonderful you... Safety Harbor because we just absolutely love it. Yeah, it is, it's very charming there. Mm-hmm. It honestly is. And I know you help your clients maintain their health or regain their health again. So how do you go about doing that? Boy, that's a big question. (laughs) (laughs) It all depends on what an individual is dealing with. But I will tell you, just in the broader sense, my goal has always been to help empower and enlighten and educate. Right? Right. You know, I don't want someone to walk in and say, hey, I've got a sore elbow. And I say, here, take this or do that. That's not teaching. Okay, well, why is your elbow hurting? (laughs) You know, let's peel the onion and find out root causes because in natural medicine, that is the goal. It's don't just treat a symptom, find the root cause. So it is about opening their eyes, educating, providing information so that they can move forward and make better decisions about their own wellness. You know, most people are so accustomed to getting an ache or a pain and then thinking medical doctor right away. Um, And sometimes you do need the medical doctor or the emergency room. Mm -hmm. But what is it that makes somebody kind of see the light, so to speak, and go, eh, I want to get a little more of a natural opinion about how to get back to health and wellness? It's typically, I found, Lucy, that it's a matter of when something becomes chronic, Mm, And the doctor isn't making it go away. They're just treating the symptoms. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't like seeing people, you know, you wake up with a pain or Mm -hmm. an ache. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just take some, 
acetaminophen or some ibuprofen and we'll just forget about it. And, you know, again, you're, you're masking it. You're sticking a Band-Aid on it. There's a reason you have an ache or a pain. It's your body talking to you. Mm-hmm. It's like your little check engine light coming on, mm-hmm. saying there's something going on you need to pay attention to. Let's not sweep it under the rug and stick a Band-Aid on it. Let's find out the root causes. So I think mostly what drives people... Well, first of all, it, it's it's not so weird anymore for people to choose herbal remedies and take vitamins. I mean, there was a time where it was, oh, only hippies do that, or only you know fruits and nuts, whatever. But now it's it's so much more mainstream. I mean, you can find uh, homeopathic remedies and herbal remedies and supplements in virtually every drugstore and supermarket and big box store around. So it's it's a lot more mainstream. But back to your question, I think it's when something becomes chronic, they know they're not getting better, they want to be better. That's what kind of opens their eyes or opens their heart and their minds to the alternatives that might be out there. So the average person that comes in to see you, what is the most common complaint as they walk in? Well, are we talking during COVID or pre-COVID? <laughs> well, <laughs> there's, there's a difference there. Yeah, let's let's look at uh, during COVID. What's the most common? Okay, in the now, right now, it's stress, it's anxiety. It's insomnia, mm-hmm. it's irritability, it's mood swings, all the hallmarks of someone being under a chronic, chronically stressful situation. And there is so much fear involved right now that, and we have to think of it as a, I think of it as this kind of like icky cycle. Okay, well, there's this stuff going on in the world and it stresses me out. Because I'm stressed, I'm gonna maybe reach for comfort food, I'm probably not gonna sleep as well, I'm prob- I might be over, over consuming alcohol or caffeine, or sugar and these these bad dietary choices that result from the stress you're trying to manage feed the the imbalances mm-hmm. that result and so it's kind of like a very slippery slope but um, yes that's what I see the most of is is all of this and 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 talking I just like to listen I listen to my customers and sometimes that's all they need is for someone to listen. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm always glad to do that. Um, it's a little difficult when I've got 10 people hanging out in the store, but um, you know, I, I, so I listen a lot. I try, to, I try to hear what they might not be saying, mm-hmm. you know? Do you ask questions then to prompt always, more? Always, Now bear in mind, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not licensed to practice medicine in Florida, mm-hmm. but it's not illegal to listen. And it's not illegal to provide information and education. Mm-hmm. And that's always my goal. And what, you know, I give the information and the knowledge. I hope I import it, impart it. And what they do with that information is totally up to them. Do some people stand around maybe? I know you have literature. Uh-huh. And I've heard you say, why don't you read about this? And, mm-hmm. and you have a couple couches. And mm-hmm. so they can sit and read. So then does that prompt them to sort of have that aha moment? Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Mm-hmm. That'll definitely happen. Because me just saying something is me just saying something. Right. But if I can give them data, basically, is what we're talking about. And a lot of the, I've got a lot of uh, scientifically based you know, clinical studies and things that, that, that back up what we're talking about in you know, most cases. Um, then they're like, oh, okay, well, I guess there is something to this. It's not just a bunch of hoo-ha. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have you ever, I know you and I talked about this a little bit ago, but um, have you ever talked to them about, uh, like, Dr. Emoto's uh, research that was done a number, he's deceased now, but was done a number of years ago when <clears throat> he was looking at water, and he just simply spoke to the water in loving terms, and he also spoke to the water in very negative terms and then froze the water and looked at it under a microscope. Mm-hmm. And so what we're doing on a cellular level right now to our bodies, since we're mostly water, and I, I think people forget that. They, they look at the density of who we are with flesh and muscle and bone, and they don't understand that our bodies are comprised uh, the greatest percentage of it is a fluid. Yes. And so as we're you know, looking at social media, as we're listening to the news, as we're looking at, you know, the world around us since uh, this all started. And now they think even it was here in December and November, uh, not just, you know, Mm -hmm. February and March as the starting point. So we have been doing such a number on ourselves physiologically because of the messages that we're internalizing. Absolutely. Do, do they ever talk about that, or do you ever kind of, kind of, sh- you know, shed light on that for people? Well, we don't talk about about that particular research with the with the water, the crystals. More often, it's it's just the connection between what we think 
and how we feel. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. There, there is, it's, you know, we are body, mind, and spirit. That yes. is holistic approach. Body, mind, and spirit. You can treat the body, but if you don't treat the mind, I'm sorry, you're just not going to get the results you're probably looking for. So we talk about that a lot. Um, and I've got, you know, clients that come in and of late with inability to sleep and whatever. And so I help them make progress in that area. How and once, do you make progress in a sleeping area? Well, somebody... for example, you know, a magnesium deficiency will cause mm-hmm. insomnia. It'll cause irritability. It can cause hormonal imbalances, high blood pressure, even type 2 diabetes. So it's like, okay, well, are you taking any magnesium? Oh, no, I'm not. Well, maybe you want to try that. Just give it a try and see if it makes a difference. Sometimes just a good multivitamin with high B-complex vitamins because those B vitamins feed the central nervous system. Mm-hmm. They're the stress vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. And something as simple as like those two things could help a person get another good night's sleep. I also I custom blend teas for people. And I have some house, I call them house formulas. I've got a nighty night tea that it will put you out. I tell people, have a cup of this tea, but don't decide then you need to go to the grocery store or down the street because <laughs> you don't know how you're going to react to it. Right. And, you know, and, and I, oh, I'm, I make and sell a lot of that tea because it's, it's gentle. Mm-hmm. It is not habit forming. Mm-hmm. It doesn't build up in your system. There are absolutely no harmful effects whatsoever of having a cup of tea every night with some magnesium in it. Mm-hmm. So once people start um, resting better, their stress level is naturally going to come down. And once they're they're resting better, they're feeling better, they're going to make the effort to eat better, mm-hmm. it's all connected. And mm-hmm. it's all part and parcel of what we want in terms of achieving wellness. Right, right. What is the, um, I guess, best magnesium amount? I mean, I, I hear 400 milligrams is a good place to start, but... Actually, that's a very good question. We suggest taking magnesium to bowel tolerancy. Okay. Okay? Because all, we're all different and our needs are all different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, the one of the products I carry, it is a powdered magnesium citrate. It, mm-hmm. It's like a fizzy little thing. And one teaspoon is about 200 milligrams. So we say, okay, we'll start with a teaspoon. The next night, take two teaspoons and just keep upping the dose until it loosens, loosens the bowels a bit, then back off slightly. That is your dose. I have clients who take three tablespoons of magnesium oh a day. Oh my goodness. I've got clients that take a half a teaspoon. Yeah. Okay. And now some people, maybe if they've got the irritable bowel, IBSD, or they've got some issues with that, um, the opposite of constipation, um, then there's magnesium glycinate that does not have that effect on the bowel so that they can take bigger doses that they might need without having that uh, the, the bowel As a effect. side effect. Exactly. Right. Right. So, you know, again, to in answer to your question, is there a perfect dose for everybody? Yeah, but we have to find out what that is because we're all different. True. So you just have to play with it a little bit. What about the person that uh, is rather, I'm going to say stubborn, and that says, oh, I can eat the right foods. I don't need to take any supplements. What do you say to that person? Well, I say, well, this is America. You're entitled to your opinion <laughs> and do what you'd like in your own life. Um, in a perfect world, we would get all the nutrients we need from our food. Mm-hmm. Do you know anyone who lives 100% organic? I don't. It's difficult. We try, but it just truly is difficult. And if we were able to do that, or we were just eating only the food that we grew, then chances are we are getting the nutrients we need. But with big agribusiness, with just the way things are grown, the, the nutrient content just isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we have to fill in those gaps. So compound that with, okay, you're still not, you know, eating enough healthy fruits and vegetables and whole fresh foods. You're might eating more processed foods or whatever. That's going to dramatically increase your need for nutrients. Right. And the other thing I guess that I understand is the soil as a whole mm-hmm. that people are growing food in, especially the type of food we buy in grocery stores. Mm-hmm is deplete I mean, it's it, it doesn't depleted. have very much and magnesium in particular is typically not found in most of the common foods we eat mm-hmm. brown rice is a good source apricots are a good source let me think back there just aren't that many good solid sources of ample amounts of magnesium mm-hmm. and we also have to remember there are things that will reduce our store of magnesium you know if we're working outdoors or working in the garden and sweating 
you're losing not only magnesium, but all of your electrolytes. Right. Okay, so rehydration with electrolytes is super important. Certain pharmaceutical medications will dramatically deplete your magnesium levels. Okay. And I'll bet you that most doctors don't mention that. No. Well, I can't speak for most doctors, but not according to my clients anyway. I hear that all the time. Well, why is it my doctor telling me this? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe find a new one. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's important. It's like, you know, when, when we're talking about kind of rebalancing the body if we're having to take pharmaceuticals, because many people need to, of course, mm -hmm. um, it's doing your own research. Right. Knowing that if, for example, you're on high cholesterol medication, that that's more than likely going to reduce your body's store of coenzyme Q10. Mm -hmm. So you can counterbalance that by taking enough coenzyme Q10. So it's about being educated, it's about being empowered, it's about seeking out the knowledge and doing it yourself, right? And, and that kind of comes down to what we've talked, I think we talked about this last time. It's about, you know, my health is my responsibility. Mm -hmm. Lucy, your health is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. You're not responsible for my health and I'm not responsible. I would help you with yours, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I'm not responsible, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about making a sound personal commitment to saying, it's my body and I'm going to take care of it. Right, and I think unfortunately in today's world we're so used to somebody else stepping in and saying, oh here's what you need. We've been conditioned, we don't have. you think? We have, and, and we've walked away from that responsibility. So that's one of the big concerns that I know both of us have about the vaccine as it becomes available for COVID-19 mm -hmm. is they don't have the research to know what the outcome of that vaccine is going to be six months, a year from now. Those longitudinal studies have not been done. And so people that take the vaccine are going to take it believing that it is for their own good. And they may come up with uh, a condition, uh, much like COVID-19 has created con conditions, but they may come up with a condition that um, is a side effect of the vaccine. One of the things that I think a lot of people are not aware of is that every single pharmaceutical company that has created this vaccine is immune to any lawsuit. They signed waivers right out of the gate mm -hmm. that they could not be prosecuted. If you take the vaccine and you develop something, it is on you because you took the vaccine. Well, that's how it is with childhood vaccines. Yeah, right. If, if your child has a, has a vaccination at a very early age, or, or wherever, whenever, um, and you have a negative uh, result from it, you cannot sue the pharmaceutical companies, even if it's a faulty vaccine. Mm -hmm. But that aside, this is an interesting conundrum for me personally, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I, will, I will just be straight up honest with you. I am not a big advocate of vaccinations at all. I never have been. No. I chose not to vaccinate my own daughter. This is where I stand personally. And I think, I, I, I don't feel it's going to become mandatory for the COVID vaccine in this country, but I think people that want to find some security in that, by all means should. But backing up what you say, walk in with your eyes open. Mm -hmm. However, Look at where we are right now with the amount of fear. We've got people not being able to celebrate holidays with families. You've got governments telling you how many people you can have in your home. We've got restaurants shutting down. We've got people losing their livelihoods. The, the, to me, the mental mm -hmm. detrimental impact as well as the economical impact of COVID-19 is far worse than the physical and medical aspects ever could be. It's, 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 it's just been bad. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. <laughs> so don't don't call Lucy or write Lucy and tell her, oh, <laughs> well, you know, whatever you said. I feel that if we don't make the vaccine available swiftly, mm -hmm. we're going to stay locked down. Right. Because I think the vaccine is going to help with the whole herd immunity as well. So once people start getting back out there, um, having that security or notion, well, I've had the vaccine or my or my ailing 90-year-old grandmother had the vaccine, so now I can go see her. You know, sometimes you just have to look at, are the benefits worth right. the risk? Right. Do the benefits outweigh the risk? And I think that's an independent individual choice that should be right. made. But I think when we're talking uh, in the big picture, we've got to get out from under this fear, this, this veil of fear, this, I don't know, 
it's more like an anvil. It's not a veil anymore. <laughs> it's very heavy. Because as we were talking before, when we are fearful, when we are stressed, we don't make good health choices. And, and just the fear and stress itself reduces our adrenal function and reduces our immune function. Yeah, it, it does. just does. It does. Um, I've heard a lot of people talk about it as uh, instead of the freshman 15, it's the COVID 15. Mm-hmm. And people have gained literally 15 pounds or more mm-hmm. because um, they're eating things that are, you know, comfort foods. Yeah, but they're eating, eating more of it than they mm-hmm. probably should. Yes. And so they're put, packing on these pounds. And, of course, that does cardiovascular damage. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it puts strain on joints, and it, it does a lot of things. It's but, just not good. Yeah, you can't say that's good. It's just not, no. unless you were underweight to start with, I suppose. But um, well, there was a point I wanted to make when we were talking about COVID. Um, well, it escapes me. It'll come back. It'll come back. It probably <laughs> will. Uh, but no, I, th- I think uh, the stress level, we were talking about adrenal function. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people are not aware, but your adrenals are little glands that sit up on top of your kidneys. And they uh, secrete cortisol. And cortisol is the fight or flight hormone. Oh, yeah. And so when you are being bombarded every single day, many hours throughout the day, with cortisol surging through your system you are not doing yourself any favors whatsoever. And, uh, you know, some people can use, there is a device, I think I've talked about it with you before, but it's called Inner Balance. Mm -hmm. And um, you wear it on your earlobe, and it kind of works with your heart rhythm, and it it puts you into heart coherence. And that's one way of uh, reducing stress, you know, being able to breathe in a a synchronized way Mm -hmm. so that it benefits your body. Uh, another is the emotional freedom technique. A mm-hmm. lot of people EFT. call it uh, tapping. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, trying to reduce whenever you are feeling that stress surge, then being able to actually mm-hmm. reduce your stress by uh, breathing differently right. and tapping different uh, words mm-hmm. um, into your uh, thought system, mm-hmm. you know, that, okay, I don't have to continue to think this way. Um, I tell people, and I think you maybe do too, but, you know, turn off the news. Mm-hmm. Don't listen to it. Go on a news fast. <laughs> yes, it's a good um, thing. Go out and hug a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go maybe take a walk in nature and notice all the beauty that's around you. Um, play, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if you can get back, especially during the holiday season, do a puzzle, um, you know, with uh, a younger maybe child or relative or somebody on you know. thanksgiving yeah. my daughter and i played monopoly yeah for hours okay and that's it was fun. fun i'm not typically a board game kind of gal but she's like i was like, yes let's do this and we just had fun and we laughed and it was just so lighthearted and wonderful mm-hmm. and you're right there are so many different coping mechanisms available to us mm-hmm. it's hard to have any excuses if you're not de-stressing yourself there's yoga and tai chi simply deep breathing yes. because when people are in that fight or flight when you're feeling fearful and stressed the first thing we tend to do is to start breathing very shallowly right it's breathing the shallow breathing. your respiratory rating everything mm-hmm. is increasing so it's like just nice slow deep breaths mm-hmm. will make a huge difference and there are so many different Again, things available to help us maneuver that and, and, and find those coping strategies, strategies because our, our health depends on it. I know my thought finally came back to me. Okay. <laughs> you talk long enough for me to remember it. No. It is that we cannot live in a sterile bubble. No. It's incredibly unhealthy for the human body and the microbiome. And there have been some very uh, profound, I think, articles and white papers written on this. If we're sterilizing every surface, we're constantly just living in this sterile environment, our immune systems have absolutely nothing to do. And when we start going out into the world, our immune systems are going to be out to lunch. Right. So it's uh, short of saying, look a sidewalk every now and then. Okay. Actually, it might not be a bad idea. For, no, um, we, we need to expose ourselves. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need to expose ourselves mm-hmm. and find a way, you know. Uh, hand washing is a great idea. Of course it is. Goodness gracious. But there's a reason babies crawl around and put everything in their mouths. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really starting to work on building immune that function. That immune function. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, and I also wonder sometimes... Um, the number of people in the healthcare field because they have to be overly 
uh, conscientious now more than ever Mm -hmm. if maybe that isn't going to destroy their own immune system. I mean, they're being exposed constantly, but now they're having to wash their hands to the point that it's almost like OCD, Mm. you know, obsessive compulsive disorder that I've got to be washing my hands every second. Um, So I, I don't know the answer. I, mm-hmm. I wish I did, but I don't know the answer. I have an answer. What's Take that? a daily probiotic. There you go. Because remember, the majority of our immune cells are in our gut. In your gut. Mm-hmm. So we've got to keep that microbiome healthy and strong. And just a daily probiotic for everyone mm-hmm. from infants to old people, we all should be taking a daily probiotic. That will go a long way in boosting our immune function. Now, speaking of probiotics, uh, again, I'm I'm pretty much aware that you need a prebiotic Mm -hmm. to feed the probiotics. So do all probiotics have prebiotics in them? No, they're not all made the same. Okay. And it depends on probably where you're buying your probiotic. Mm -hmm. So kind of explain the difference because I hear a lot of people that say, oh, I take a good probiotic, and then if I ask them, does it have a prebiotic? They go, what's that? What's that? And I go, that's the food that the probiotic needs in right. order to it's, work. It's to, it's to help the microbiome reestablish, and it feeds the good guys is mm-hmm. what it is. It's mm-hmm. food for the good bacteria that we're supposed to carry around in our gut. Everybody should have a, almost two pounds of good bacteria in the gut. Wow. Crazy, <laughs> huh? Lot. Crazy. So when you get on the scale, two of those pounds. So you just automatically at... take two off the top. You'll thank me for it. Yeah, just take two off the top. Right. <laughs> That's just my gut. No, um, they're not all made the same. I'm going to give a shameless plug right now to our friend Brenda Watson, mm-hmm. a Palm Harbor gal who uh, started a company called Renew Life mm-hmm. a number of years ago. She sold the company and now she's back with a company called Vital Planet. And I will tell you, these are some of the most amazing probiotic, prebiotic combinations I have ever seen. How, how do they work? They or? just have so many different strains. I mean, we have tens of thousands, maybe millions of different strains of bacterium. To just say, take lactobacillus or acidophilus, this, this is not enough. Mm-hmm. So we want to try to hit as many of those marks, check as many of those boxes as we can with the different strains of bacteria as well as the, the lactobacillus and acidophilus. So um, her combinations are phenomenal in, ter- phenomenal in terms of the prebiotics that are in there as well. She has a new one that just came out that they're using mushrooms in there as well for the microbiome. It's a beautiful product. I so, would think that would be wonderful for people that have cancer. Absolutely, or are very concerned about their immune function. Mm-hmm. It just kind of gives it an extra boost and an mm-hmm. extra kick. So I think I would not cut corners when it Mm -hmm. comes to a a daily probiotic, Mm -hmm. I would do the research and make sure you're getting a a good high quality probiotic because your life could depend on it. Yes. Right? So don't cut corners with that and always read the label. Um, A person who has never used a probiotic, what are they going to notice and how are they going to know that, uh, oh, things are really much better now? Well, a, a lot of symptoms result as, mm-hmm. a, as a lack of a good flora in the gut. Uh, people will have constipation or diarrhea or you know, any kind of a digestive disorder or ailment or, or symptom, I suppose. Um, they might be getting colds or sickness frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so any kind of an imbalance that's going to show there is going to be uh, addressed with probiotics as a rule. Um, it's just really important we don't eat... And also remember this, in the typical American diet, there's way too much sugar and way too many carbs, okay? Now the sugar, and the, we'll just call it sugar, works against us in that the sugar will feed, feed the bad bacteria in the mm-hmm. gut, and they'll start overwhelming the good guys. And we, it's candida albicans usually, but there are others. And then you can wind up with a what they'll call a fungal or yeast overgrowth systemically. And that will cause a lot of those same symptoms. So it's all about trying to bring balance back. Um, I had a gal who started taking a high-quality probiotic, and she lost weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, heard that. Again, bringing back to balance. Um, well, you carry a lot of extra weight in your intestines, um, and so the probiotics usually... Um, help with elimination as they well. They keep things moving. Yeah, they do. Better so, out than in, as Shrek said. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so as a result, the probiotic uh, mm-hmm. will help you lose weight because you're going to get rid of some of that 
stuff that's mm-hmm. been in you for a while. There so. you go. So that's just really foundational, I think, mm-hmm. and that would apply to pretty much everybody. Right. Um, well, I know that probiotics are really important, and certainly for a healthy immune system. Mm-hmm. And again, kind of going back to where we are with COVID right now, um, now down here in Florida, we're fortunate that we don't have to be as concerned about you know locking us up tightly to keep the cold air out. We normally don't have a lot of cold air that we have mm-hmm. to be concerned about. But for northern, uh, western, you know, people that are maybe listening to the show, uh, when you button up your homes and you turn on the heat, <clears throat> certainly your immune function is going to be affected too. Mm-hmm. Indoor air pollution. Indoor. Yes, you're, exactly. You're creating that right there. Right. We need to air our homes out frequently. Mm-hmm. Just air it all out. Um, and also, when you've got the heat on, it dehydrates us. It dries us out. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you. In Florida, we're used to the humidity. And when it's when it's cold enough to turn the heater on, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so thirsty. I feel so dried out. So we really need to focus on getting that water intake up there. Mm-hmm. You know, the rule of thumb is that we, we uh, drink half of our body weight in ounces of water every day. And you were I was almost jumping in before when you were talking about our body is mostly water. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we really need to focus on hydrating. We're not going to be working in the yard as much during the winter season. And if you've got the heat on, we really have to pay attention to that and make sure all of our family members are hydrating appropriately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a real catch-22 because um, Florida, if you, you know, get down around, oh, I don't know, what, 55% humidity, something mm-hmm. like that, we love it uh-huh. uh, because we can be outside and, and not be sweating up a storm. But at the same time, your skin loves humidity. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that I know that live out in Colorado, Montana, Wyoming, um, their skin definitely shows. Oh, yes. And you have to use a lot of moisturizer in order mm-hmm. to not look like a prune. <laughs> so. Right, but it's also hydrating from the inside, too. <clears throat> right, exactly. In the wintertime, if I have the heater, I usually have a big, pot of bo- a big pot of water boiling, simmering on the stove just to put more moisture into the air. Or you could get a humidifier, mm-hmm. but that water simmering seems to do the trick because I can throw clothes and cinnamon I sticks in say. there. And then it smells so... So festive and, right, and wonderful. Right, so right. there are simple things we could do, simple, simple things. But they're all important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I want us to kind of, um, I guess, chat about too is how do people, you know, that are coming in. You said anxiety earlier. Mm-hmm. They're coming into the store and they're stressed to the max. Their anxieties, you know, out the top of their head. Mm-hmm. So... What are some of the herbs, maybe, okay. that you would recommend? I mean, we talked about sleeping well, but maybe daytime herbs. I personally use ashwagandha. Very nice. And um, that is a calming influence. It's an adrenal uh, yeah. support, yes. Right, it is. But what else maybe do you talk to your clients about that are oh, coming in that are stressed? There's so many. Not everybody's going to make a cup of tea, mm-hmm. but they're my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think just the process of brewing tea is mm-hmm. kind of soothing in itself. It's an event <laughs> in my house. Well, if you were English, yeah, you really would be doing it all day long. But so. not black tea. No. We're talking about uh, lemon balm is mm-hmm. a beautiful tea. It's it's considered a gentle nervine herb. It goes directly to the central nervous system. It is very soothing, very calming. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. You can grow lemon balm here. It's it's a it just loves Florida weather, and um, kids love it. It's safe for children. It's safe for old people. Some of the benefits of lemon balm: if someone is struggling with vertigo. Oh. Lemon balm is just amazing. It a, How a often cup, would they drink it? A cup of tea it? is going to cure my vertigo? What? Yeah, 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 yes, really. Well, when we're talking about using teas medicinally, it's typically two or three cups a day. Okay. Now, if the body says, oh, I like that, I want more, then have more. Um, you know, four cups of lemon balm tea might make you sleepy. Mm-hmm. But if you just want to soften the edge, have a cup, have a little tea party with the family. So many parents are stressed because the kids are home or they don't know, are the kids going to be back in school this week? Or are they going to be learning virtually? There's, uh, there's a lot of stressors. Mm-hmm. Have a tea party with the family. It's absolutely delicious. There was a, I think a 14th century king, his name always escapes me. Um, but I have herbs from memory, so I need to work on that. But he drank lemon balm tea every day. He called it happiness in a cup. Another wow. benefit of lemon balm is mm-hmm. it's powerfully antiviral. 
Uh, so again, a great thing to be drinking with COVID. Yes, we're talking a win-win-win situation. Mm-hmm. Other herbs would be passion flower. It's a little stronger. There's been some research that compared passion flower to Xanax for sleeping. No kidding. No kidding. Um, another nervine, uh, valerian. Well, that's uh, that's more of a sedative herb. Uh, valerian root. There is always uh, vervain and skullcap. I love skullcap. Skullcap is a wonderful herb. It's um, it's got that nice nervine quality to it, so it takes the edge off. But it's also very good for supporting gut health. It actually is antimicrobial. It's so that would lovely. work well with probiotics. There you go. And, and I make formulas all the time. I'll put a little of this, a little of that, maybe throw some mint in, give it a little nice little kick. Um, even actually a mint is a nice soothing tea. It's considered like an adaptogen. Hmm. If you're hyper-stimulated, the mint will, soothe, will calm you down. And if you're kind of lethargic, it will tend to perk you up. So there are lots of herbs available. And not everything has to be taken in a tea. That's just one of my favorites. But there are capsules of virtually all of these things. Some people like kava kava. Mm-hmm. There are kava bars around uh, where you can go and make it a social event with your kava kava. Although it can be very strong. I'm not a huge fan because it, it can have a very strong effect. Uh, so I would never recommend it for children. But there's lots of choices. Chamomile, you know, we all grew up with our grandmas giving us chamomile tea. Mm-hmm. Lots of choices. And then if we get out of the herb world and go into the supplement world, uh, L-tryptophan, theanine, GABA. There are, and there's like little lozenges you can chew when you're feeling stressed out. And within a few minutes, you're actually feeling better. And these are amino acids, excuse me, amino acids mm-hmm. with a D that work on brain function. Amino acids are protein builders, right? Building blocks of protein, mm-hmm. exactly. Okay. And so our bodies need that because we're constantly tearing them down with everything oh, else we do. So Don't you know it. <clears throat> Okay. And then other found, foundationally, again, we're talking about a probiotic, general immune health, mm. a good multivitamin, mm-hmm. a good high-quality whole foods multivitamin. Um, and the great way to, to find out if your multivitamin is any good is you look on the label and you look at the vitamin E and the source of the vitamin E. And where should it be? Um, it should, well, if, I'll just put it this way, if the vitamin E is listed as dl alpha tocopherol that indicates it's synthetic vitamin E. And? If it's authentic, real vitamin E, it will say D-alpha to copperol. There will not be an L listed in there. So you want to have one that has no L. I think L is the loser. Yeah. Right? We think of L as a loser. If your vitamin has vitamin E in it that's synthetic, you can't very well count on the rest of the ingredients. Okay? That is really good to know. There you go. That's how we do it. uh, there, there's a, a number of really good companies out there mm-hmm. that are doing wonderful, a wonderful job with multis. Um, we also have to remember, though, if you look in, at the again at the supplement facts on the label, which we mm-hmm. always should do before we buy anything, they might list your vitamin A, your vitamin C, your vitamin E as 100% of the daily value. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, those daily values were established approximately 1945, and and uh, and they really are not valid in my opinion anymore. So you might have a false sense of security if you buy a multivitamin that's got 100% of the daily value. I would look for more than that, to be perfectly honest with you. And then you might want to take your multivitamin. Lucy left the room because she's got a phone ringing issue. If you didn't hear that in the background, (laughs) I'll just keep going. Anyway, um, look for higher potencies and one that you would take throughout the day. I'm a big fan of taking one or two or even three uh, lower doses throughout the day. That way, you're, that way you're getting better absorption. Because you have to remember, the human body wasn't made to absorb a whole day's worth of nutrients at one time. So I like taking lower doses throughout the day, always with food of a high-quality multivitamin. And honestly, I promise you, you will notice a big difference in your energy and the way you feel. So there we go. Lucy's back. <laughs> I apologize for I that. I was just tap dancing there yeah. for a while. But I, I, that's good information about the multivitamins that yeah, everybody needs. No, I think that that's uh, fabulous because the reality is most of us, I mean, you know, you go to Walgreens, you go to Costco, you go to, 
you know, a Whole Foods store, um, wherever people buy their vitamins. Mm -hmm. And unless they consult with somebody, Mm -hmm. what does happen is that, you know, they just say, well, any of these are good. And so we don't know what we're looking at. Mm -hmm. And unless somebody has pointed that out, you know, if if you're looking at 100%, like you said, you think, okay, this has everything that I need in it. And you'll come up short. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when you're standing there in front of shelf after shelf after shelf of supplements and maybe 20 different brands of vitamin C, again, how do you know which one to pick? And it can be overwhelming. And it's, uh-huh. and that becomes stressful. I don't want people to go to the health food store and stress out. <laughs> this is completely counterintuitive. No. So that's why I'm a fan of the mom and pop. Support your local independent health food store or vitamin retailer. They will take the time to talk to you. Yes. They will you know, learn about you and, and be able to help guide you through that process of selecting the correct one for you. And, you know, again, a lot, a lot of people don't even know where to find them. You know, the mom and pop stores. Yeah. Um, you know, they think in terms of the big box stores mm-hmm. and or where they can get the most bang for their bucks, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to pay a little bit more for that knowledge, but it's probably better in the long run to pay that extra price and know that you're getting exactly the customized product that you need. Right, because I think you're also paying for the information you're Mm -hmm. going to get. Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of people, and surprisingly a lot of people, customers, clients, Mm -hmm. they all become friends and family, but coming in and I haven't seen them in a while and they're like, well, you know, I was getting this coenzyme Q10 from you. But I found it online cheaper. Yes. Amazon does. um, Oh, yes. They're not very kind to independent um, stores. But I will tell you this. They come back and they say to me, you know, I got it cheaper. But when I was ordering it, I was thinking I need to call Julie because I'm not sure if this is the right one or what I need or whatever. So they come back and they Mm -hmm, share with me mm -hmm. that, yeah, they found it cheaper somewhere else. But there's a great value Mm -hmm. to the information and the care and the right. and the you know the giving that happens in a small store, you know, and that is so true. And the small stores provide that. Whereas um, if you, you know, went to BJ's or Sam's or Costco, I mean, you know, you're just not going to get that kind of care. That that's for sure. Well, that old adage: you usually get what you pay for. <laughs> you know, very very true. But it's it's a delight. It's a service I just love to provide to my clients Mm -hmm. because I care about and it's not just you know smoke here I care about each and every one that wanders in my store part of um, what I'm also thinking I mean I have a family physician that I have seen for 20 years and she I wouldn't want to go to anybody else because she truly listens and when I walk in I'm not a number and she gives me anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes of her time, which is absolutely awesome. Um, and I think that, you know, the Dr. Welbys of, of you know, <laughs> the past, I mean, they don't exist anymore. It's sad, yes. Yeah, they don't. And usually when you go in, you're lucky if you get eye contact mm-hmm. with your doctor because they're busy typing in their note while they're talking to you. Yes. And so they're looking down at a computer instead of at you. And I understand, you know, it's because they don't have time anymore um, in order to pay off student loans and everything else. They're having to see people every 10 minutes, 12 minutes, and that's how they're being scheduled. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that personal touch is missing. And we're not computers, you know. People are not um, machines. Right, and I think a lot of it is when when a person goes to a doctor, they're not feeling well, they might Mm -hmm. feel vulnerable. They're seeking comfort. Yes, they're seeking comfort, and oftentimes, I'm not going to paint it with too, with too broad of a brush, but oftentimes they're not getting the comfort they feel they need, right. and that will affect their healing process. Absolutely, it will. I would love to see doctors start doing house calls again. I mean, that mm-hmm. was the most amazing way to, to care for a community, you know, but... Uh, you know, it does happen in these very, very rural, almost like Appalachian I communities, mm-hmm. um, because I know that there are a lot of nurse practitioners that have purchase like um, RVs Mm -hmm. and it's their rolling clinic but that way they go to where the people are and the people you know are not having to drive an hour or you know being just checked in and and handled 
um, again, like a machine. Right. You know, so. And, and that conversation also leads us to this is why we have to make that personal commitment to mm-hmm. our own health. We wind up having to be our own doctors. Yes. I was sitting here thinking, trying to think of the name of that doctor who authored a book called Be Your Own Doctor. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful guidebook as to how we can care for ourselves. If we catch a cold, it's a virus. You mm-hmm. don't need a prescription. You don't need an antibiotic. It's a virus. It won't respond. Take care of it yourself. Mm-hmm. Build your own confidence in learning how to take care of yourself and your children and your families. Um, so we really have to become more self-reliant, which is kind of breaking the the bonds of what we've been conditioned to be, which is not self-reliant. Right. And yet at the same time with, again, going back to COVID-19, you know, everybody is being herded literally into this, okay, everybody roll up your sleeve and take a shot. Mm-hmm. And so... I'm not sure that people are getting the message of how to take care of themselves because we're waiting for the magic bullet. We're waiting for that cure. And I'll tell you, if if you do watch the news, you're hearing about the number of cases, you're hearing about the number of deaths, the number of hospital rooms being used, but you're not hearing about, hey, take your vitamin C, mm-hmm. take, your, take your zinc, you know, take your B-complex, take your vitamin D. And those are simple words that would that would take 10 seconds in a newscast to share that information with the public. Why is that not happening? It boggles my mind. So again, we have to be our own doctor. I would wager to say that it doesn't happen because catastrophes sell. <laughs> and bad news over good news. The only thing that I like about the 630 ABC report is they always end on a positive note. And I will say that for them. Because, you know, we need good news as much as we need the horrific things. We do. And we tend to focus more on did you hear, and it's always the bad story, as Mm -hmm. opposed to did you hear something that was a positive. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And, you know, know, while we're talking about COVID and the the whole mask thing, I have clients with COPD, Mm-hmm. And their conditions have gotten so much worse with the mask mandates. Mm-hmm. And I will tell them when they come into my store, if, if you're going to be more comfortable without a mask, please feel free to take your mask off and breathe. And breathe. You know, yeah. I'll wear mine if that makes you comfortable. I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go there in terms of... Mask wearing should not be a political statement. Right. It should be a choice that every American makes for themselves. Like we were saying, I'm not responsible for your health. You are. And if you are vulnerable, if you have you know, pre-existing conditions, then perhaps, yes, you should stay home or stay away from you know, people right. that might put you at risk. But if I'm not at risk, why am I having to be responsible for somebody else's health? I, I really object to that. And it's not a political statement. Mm-hmm. It's We were talking about the bacterial load on these masks. Oh, it's huge. And how about the guy? I'm, I'm in the parking lot, folks, going into the grocery store. A guy pulls his mask out of his pocket. He dropped it on the ground. He stepped on it, turned around, picked it up, and put it on his face. Mm-hmm. And how is that mask going to help that guy? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's logical. It's not a political statement. It's a logical statement. Right. So um, my daughter-in-law is a kindergarten teacher, and she has told the parents of her children, you have to wash their mask every single night uh, because the kids chew on them. You know, in kindergarten, they've got them in their mouth. I don't even want to know what's in that mask <laughs> on a kindergartner. I don't want to know. <laughs> so sometimes she will wash the mask at school and uh-huh. hang them in the sunshine and give them a disposable mask to wear for a while. That's a good teacher. Um, she's an excellent teacher. But I, I think adults, the same thing. They have them hanging from their rear view mirror. They put them inside of their car door. I do that. Um, but I do bring mine in, and I have a number of them because, mm-hmm. you know, Publix requires that you wear one, and so I just try to get in and out of the store as quickly as I can. Right. But, um, yeah, they did a study not too many weeks ago. They, they took the inside of masks of people who said they were clean, and they just found this humongous load of bacterial and viral it's a petri dish on your face it is and so you're breathing those into your lungs oh my goodness gracious and so many people have pre-existing conditions that they have no idea of you know maybe they knew they were asthmatic maybe they knew that they had certain Mm -hmm. allergies that were seasonal but maybe they didn't know that they had a few other conditions and now you know they've been diagnosed 
another thing that kind of boggles my mind, I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around it, is the CDC reports that 85% of the positive cases of COVID, these people said they were either wearing their mask all the time or most of the time. Mm -hmm. So someone tell me how the mask wearing is stopping COVID? Good it's question. A, 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 someone tell me. If you know the answer, let me know. Um, my guess is because a, vi a viral invader is a very opportunistic invader. They will invade any mucous membrane. They mm -hmm. will invade your eyes. Yes. Many viruses are transmitted from, from penetrating the eye membrane. So if you're wearing a mask, that's lovely, but your eyes are hanging out are there exposed. and exposed. So that's kind of my logic, but I don't, I don't know the science behind all of that. But it just, it just makes me wonder. It just makes me wonder if this is the best course of action. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a personal choice. I think it should be a personal choice. And uh, we all have to care for our communities and, and our neighbors, and we want to make sure they're comfortable and safe. But we also have to kind of, I think, think logically. At some point. Maybe. At some point, <laughs> right. At some point, you're right. Um, you know, one of the concerns that I've had just because I do connect the dots between the spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental is everything that we're hearing t through social media, through television, things of that nature, <clears throat> basically focuses on um, the fact that, you know, this virus can kill. And I do not hear any of the doctors that they're interviewing talking about how stress kills. Mm -hmm. And stress probably is one of the largest killers that's out there. Very good point. And Lucy. so, you know, we are looking at financial stress that this has created, we're looking at emotional stress that this has created. Uh, people cannot worship in their churches. Um, so there's uh, spiritual from a religious point of view, mm -hmm. but also spiritual from, you know, just that connection to a higher source. Mm -hmm. And so there's so many avenues of reducing our immune system that a mask is not going to fix. It just mm -hmm. isn't. And I don't, it's not being talked about. Um, and if you try to talk about that, with some individuals, you can't, mm -hmm. because they go immediately back to what they've heard on social media, and that's what they believe. And so it's it's such a conundrum as to, it, it's gonna have to be on an individual basis and where individuals go. And I think we can stay healthy by doing mental and spiritual and emotional practices, along with vital. the physicality. I think yeah. it's vital. It is. It, it absolutely is. I mean, I'm seeing this whole virus. It's ruining families. It's ruining lives. Um, you know, one of the things that I was aware of, and then it was confirmed uh, a couple of weeks ago, is in a particular family where there are um, siblings. Okay, so, you know, I mean, everybody is free to choose to think the way they want to think. But um, this particular person has a son who stopped talking to his aunt because her belief system was different. And so Ugh. rather than being able to look at a family member and say, you know, you're free to have your own thoughts and to think the way you want to think. I may disagree with you, but I'm not going to change the fact that I love you mm -hmm. because you're a family member. In this particular case, the love was, the, that door was shut. Oh, that's and so tragic. So it is. And so it is. It's mm -hmm. tearing families apart. Mm -hmm. And I don't think people are even thinking along those lines unless it's happening to them personally. Right. But the damage that this particular virus and the way it's been handled um, is just mind-boggling, you know, as far as the damage long-term. Mm -hmm. This is not going to go away with a vaccine. It simply is not. I wanted to read something, and I read all this article to you, uh, and I'm not going to read the whole article, certainly, at this point. It's wonderful. But I wanted to read a closing paragraph of something that had been channeled by a person named Kimberly Palm, P-A-L-M, and uh, she's written a book called Ascension 101, A Roadmap for Your Soul. And I'm going to read the last paragraph of something that she actually 
uh, channeled and I found. But uh, she says her loving advice to all of you is to please focus on loving yourself and others. Take care of your physical body. Do all the spiritual and emotional healing work you need to do. Raise your vibration. And in this book that she wrote, Ascension 101, A Roadmap for Your Soul, she explains how to raise your vibrational level. Um, she said, let go of all things, people and energies that are not serving you. We are all in this together and always remember that God and the light win. And I think that that's really critical for us to recognize right now because <clears throat> as we close out 2020, this has been, in my estimation, one of the darkest years mm. in so many different ways. I mean, it has harmed families. It's killed a lot of people. Um, nobody has died of the flu this year. I guess that's the good thing. <laughs> um, you know, we've all died of COVID-19. It's not been cancer. It's not been anything else. Everybody's putting COVID-19 on death certificates. So, you know, if you want to look at it in the... A strange positive light. Maybe you can go there. You know how I sum up 2020? No. <laughs> it's it's like going to cross a busy street and you carefully look both ways before you cross and then you get hit by an airplane. <laughs> That's 2020. That is 2020. And it will be over soon, thank goodness. Right. Um, December 21st is really an important uh, time on the calendar this year for a lot of different reasons. Um, it, this, um, there are two stars, Saturn and Uranus, that are going to be very close to one another, and they're calling it a Christmas star. So you might want to look up December 21st, Celestial Happenings, and read about that. I guess it's the first time since the Middle Ages that that's happened. But um, there are some other thoughts as to December 21st, being the beginning of an ascension process and um, maybe you want to read about that as well so i think we can move into 2021 with hopes that it has to be a better year than 2020 has been yes ma'am for the whole world and um, you know maybe uh, 2021 will be the beginning of uh, a new uh, way of living uh, that would be lovely to kind of think about but certainly we want to take 2021 and maybe the end of 2020 and reevaluate where we are where are we with ourselves emotionally where are we with ourselves mentally are you still growing are you trying to learn new things because i think that's critical um you know don't stay with what's old because sometimes it's going to leave you behind um, look at your physical health you know, what are you doing to stay healthy? Go visit Julie's store in Safety Harbor and let her help you um, learn about how to maintain and improve the health that you have so that you're not going down the wrong path. Uh, look at your um, spiritual life. Uh, go out and hug trees. You know, do something that is going to move you evolutionally into a higher spiritual plane vibrationally. I think we can take responsibility and make this a better world if we you know, choose to do so. And it's kind of a choice that we're all gonna make. Julie, tell people how to find you again, please, as we end the show. All right, my shop is at 470 2nd Street North in beautiful downtown Safety Harbor. Mm -hmm. I'm one block north of Main Street and a few blocks uh, west of the library kind of tucked in there. It's a two-story yellow building, looks like a house. It's just a wonderful little haven of health, and we have such a good time there. And we're there between, uh, let's see, Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturdays 10 to 2, and Sundays and Mondays were closed. But I just would love to invite people to come by. And, you know, there's a, a really good Christmas presents, by the way. Give people a gift of health. I think that's right? a, an awesome idea. We do gift certificates. We've got mm. wonderful you know, uh, mineral body, you know, baths and, and lotions and everything's natural and lovely and organic. And To me, that and, would be uh, a fabulous stocking stuffer, you, you know, go. the gift certificate in there or a lot of essential oils and baths and tea. tea and, basket. Mm -hmm. there's, there's lots of ways to give something personal and loving yeah. that, that is actually going to be good. And I just want to wish you, Lucy, and all your listeners a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Let's keep the faith. Mm-hmm. 
It's uh, the one thing we can do. A walk in the light. <laughs> walk in the light. Absolutely. Um, okay, so please uh, share with your friends and family uh, the uh, sites to the podcast. We're on uh, Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Google Radio. And we're on Apple iTunes. And uh, would love to have more listeners come and find out about us. Um, I have fabulous guests each and every week, and um, I want to wish all of you a very happy and healthy holiday season. Come back and see us next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.